1: Good evening and welcome to Pirates Fan Forum here on DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network. I'm your host, Gary Morgan. You know, social media has changed the way news breaks. It, it's changed the way fans get their opinions out there, too. So, I mean, hey, we like that, right? Um, Gregory Polanco fiasco last week is a perfect example of how one affects the other directly. Rob Temple, a very veteran reporter for the Pirates... Reported that the Pirates were preparing to cut ties with Gregory Polanco. Cut ties. It's a very important distinction because he added that. <laughs> and I stress that he's a very veteran reporter because he absolutely knows there's a different type of waiver out there. And uh, he chose to report that it was preparing to cut ties. It was fought back by Jason Mackey and Deon Kovacevic and Alex Stump. But largely, the damage was already done. The story that he was being released was already out there. Nobody was going to easily forget it. This is something that should have been handled in the dark. Waivers like this happen all the time. I mean to tell you, they've probably done this same thing with several other players right now that are on the roster. They've probably done it with Polanco multiple times. This year alone, it was irresponsible reporting. And the leak itself was embarrassing. Think what you want of Polanco. I personally think they should move on. But no player deserves something like this happening to them. And I need to stress this part. I don't blame journalists for reporting a story, even if it's hurtful. I do blame one for getting it wrong and igniting a firestorm. And uh, I think it's time we put a good bow on this story with my guests this week. First, I'd like to welcome back to the show my friend who has a very short beer temper, if you will, (laughs) for this sort of thing. Say hello, Graves.
2: Hello, everybody. It's great to be back. And uh, let's go Bucks.
1: And, uh, of course, welcome back to the show. A man who has spent all week making sure Steeler fans understand that just like Polanco's arm, Duck Hodges is gone forever. He is my good friend, Jim Stan.
0: What's up, guys? Um, yeah, so that is – that we could do a whole show on that. That would be um, probably um, not very uh, informative or interesting, but God knows the Steeler fans love their backup quarterbacks. I want to talk Pirates, and uh, they're interesting no matter what's going on, even if they're bad.
1: I mean, to be fair, either recording could be 30 seconds of screaming now so yes with that said let's let's go back to graves here because um you know you had some strong opinions on this story on online and what i want to do here is just give both of you an opportunity to put a button on this thing let's move on and uh get through the story as best we can
2: well i think bottom line is this happens every august you know you mentioned in your opening players get placed on waivers They're still on the active roster and it most times you don't never hear anything about it, you know, until they're claimed. So this was just a big mess that never should have happened. And it's, it's unfortunate. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll learn from it and move on. And, uh, you know, people will uh, maybe get a better understanding of what the, why term, terminology is so important and 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 having a better understanding of of how the rules, the rules work. So there was just a bunch of assumptions thrown out there. And, uh, you know, it, uh, I, I think it could have, from the very beginning to the very end, it could have been handled very differently.
1: Right. I mean, and and Jim, I'll throw it over to you for, for an opportunity here too, but that's what you even just said is accurate. A lot of people don't understand there's different distinctions there. If Rob Beer Temple had come out and reported that he was put on waivers with absolutely nothing else, it still probably would have been taken that way by a whole lot of people that he was on his way out the door. They do it every time we DFA someone and watch them walk back in the door. Right. But even so, there, there has to be a little context there. <laughs> Take a few minutes, get the story right, put it up. No harm, no foul. Everybody understands what happens. Jim, what do you think, man?
0: Well, man, I mean, look, it's, it's inexcusable from a couple uh, different viewpoints or aspects, whatever. Um, like you mentioned, you know, Rob is not new to the game. Um, he's been doing this for a long time, and um, – He's he's far too um, entrenched into the, the sport. Um, we can disagree with, you know, how he covers it and if we, um, you know, uh, like his, his approach to things. But just from a bottom line, he knows better. Um, and this isn't something new. In baseball this has been going on for years and years and years teams do this Yep. so this is not some different uh type of uh covid change to the rules and it snuck by everybody and he should know better now that being said um this is embarrassing too for the pirates and you've got an organization that just doesn't need this type of stuff out there and um It was the perfect storm of um, some bad decision-making on Rob's part, um, poor professionalism on the Pirates, and whoever chose to let that out. You've got a player that fans, by and large, are sick of and don't want to see in there anyway. And it's the perfect storm of uh, ugly and unfortunate. And it's just a shame that pirate fans are always seemingly having to deal with something embarrassing. And this was another one. So I just, you know, I I just really wish um, we could get past these kinds of things with them and be able to focus on just the on field play um, of whoever we want to talk about. So I I just, you know, it's frustrating from a a standpoint of being a fan of the team.
1: Yeah. I mean, and I'm ready to move on too. That's why I actually wanted to handle this in the way we did where we just dealt with it up front, get our final thoughts on on tape and just be done with it because, uh, well, not that we use tape anymore. (laughs) We're so old, we remember tape. (laughs) But, uh, you know, I mean, Polanco, I I just saw today, you know, of everybody who's had 300 at-bats, he's got the lowest war in the league. You know, he deserves to be DFA'd. You know, he really does, and, and you can see it from another angle where the team's doing right by a veteran, and I get all that too, and he's a nice guy. They want him in the clubhouse. It's all good stuff. I can get behind it. It's a lot harder to get behind it after, you know, you put something out there that shouldn't be out there and everyone assumes we're on the way to finally making some progress there. You know, but it was already something we didn't understand after the trade deadline. So all you've done is just added another layer or another opportunity for everyone's ire to get up. And and that's the type of embarrassing mistakes that this franchise needs to stop making straight up because they got enough problems. They can't control this one. They can't.
0: Yeah. And you know what? Um, Today, even I think uh, they asked Derek Shelton, why Polanco continues to play. And uh, he said, point blank. That was his call. That's his decision. And that was really it. So that should go over well with uh, the Shelton detractors, but that's really where it's at. And um, we're just going to have to live with it as long as it lasts.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I guess like for me, I wouldn't care if he played like two, three times a week. Fine. I totally get that. I really do. Um, Now, if you're going to replace him with Wilmer Defoe, who probably isn't going to be here next year either, that to me is a mistake as well. I'd like to see some other bodies flush up here, whether they're ready or not. I'd like to see somebody that has some kind of a chance of being here next year. He doesn't. So but I don't want to see him play.
2: Right. And I think to, to add to what Jim just said about Shelton's comments, right before we came on, he also kind of seemed to uh, indicate that, uh, I don't have the words exactly in front of me, but that uh, Polanco's put out some good effort this year. So,
1: you know. I'm that, sure he has. He's tried. You I, know,
2: you know I'm, but. I'm not but saying but he still, ain't trying. But still, you know, yeah, I think it's a missed opportunity uh, by the team to not get some of these other guys up here. Like you said, Oliver, uh, get Park back up here, whoever, whoever you want to say. I they seem resistant to put Defoe back out there in the outfield which I can fully support um you know we've we've seen enough of that um
1: Yoshi's not a good option yeah
2: Yoshi's not a good option you know he's he's yeah so the choices are limited but I think uh continuing to give the time to Polanco is is uh Especially where we are right now and and after the debacle of of over the weekend, I think uh, they would be would be best to move on.
0: I like I saw Yoshi in left field. I thought he was swan like out there. So, um, you know, I, I just thought it was a thing of beauty. I'd love to see him out there more just for the sheer entertainment of it.
1: Now, you didn't mean Lin Swan, right?
0: Uh, no, no. Uh, swan in Japanese means unable to play the outfield
1: without looking
0: like a complete
1: klutz. So just, I love it. just yeah. I love it. These these are the types of nuggets you're here for, Jim. Mm-hmm. That's, that's right. No, and,
2: and it, it kind of, it reminds me of uh, Kai Tom's first game out there. He He looked pretty crappy too. So we see where that went
1: oh so they just needed to get him some sunglasses like philip evans huh
2: well you know yeah exactly
1: all right so okay subject wrapped let's go ahead and move on from the polanco debacle and when we come back we're going to talk a little bit more about the buckos All right, everybody, we're back. And uh, in this segment, I thought we'd talk a little bit about, you know, looking at this roster, I feel primarily most of it is coming back next year. I really do. As much as people don't really want to hear that, the level of control they have on most of these players, it I don't see much change. Um, they may decide to move on from Alford. You know, um, they may not retain Yoshi. There, there may be some little drop offs here and there. The bullpen's always going to be up in, in flux, and so is the starting rotation. But for the most part, this is the team I think we're going to see starting next year with the backing of AAA being a little more exciting. There's actually some guys we're going to be able to look at and be like, oh, they might actually make an impact this year. So I figured, being that's the case, we sure better hope some of them get better, right? I mean, <laughs> so. Uh, Jim, who do you have identified as guys that you think are primed to do a lot better next year and why?
0: Well, you know, who I think or who I hope um, might be different than, you know, what I actually expect. I mean, here, here's the thing, like I'm, I'll, I'll stick with the pitching aspect of things because that's really like, for me, you know, I always go back to the pitching and you've got to have enough guys to go out there on a day-to-day basis and stabilize things for you, even when the bats aren't, you know, you know, um, producing. And if you have some pitching, you can stay in a lot of ball games regardless. So, you know, looking at that, you know, I, I would I, I think um, I'm really interested to see what Bryce Wilson can do uh, next year. I think getting him Uh, A full year of going into the spring, you know, spring development, comfort level. Um, I think there's a chance for him to take a good step forward. Um, I I think Oviedo is somebody that I I would hope maybe there's that opportunity for uh, as sparingly as he's been used. Clearly, Mitch Keller. Do I believe that? I don't know at this point. Um, That fastball is still awfully flat still comes in, still is plenty hittable, you know, but uh, he's somebody that needs, it needs to happen for Um, Will Crow, as much as he kind of gets, you know, he's a little he's funny, he's a little boring when he pitches, because it's very kind of workmanlike, and he doesn't have a lot of exciting stuff
1: He takes almost a full minute between pitches, it's crazy
0: yeah, 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 so those are the guys that I'm looking at um, just off the top of my head that I look at and I think, okay, you know, Nick Mears has shown a little bit. Um, yeah. I think he's somebody. So I, I I'll stick with the pitching Um Bednar's somebody I'd love to see them just move him into like a closer's role. Let him just go out there and, and see how he does there. So, cause he's somebody that I think you can look forward to in uh, the next couple of years when they are starting to get a little better. Let's see if he's got that. Uh, can uh, nail down that role. So that's where I'm at on the pitching side. I know there's a lot more to it, but that's where I'm at.
1: I'll refrain from my from my feelings on the closer role for now and just go to Graves and and I'll say, you know, that's a pretty good list that he just provided. Most of them on the mound. Anybody you're looking at in particular that you think um, has shown you signs they're headed in the right direction?
2: Well, I will chime in on. Um, you know, the easy choice, you know, he, he's cleared his his rule five requirement. So, you know, he he's, he's got that taken care of. They could have easily just put him on the IL and um, that way they weren't having to hide him in the pen. They've chosen not to do that. And we've seen some really good things out of them. I would like to see them uh, maybe use them a little bit more in some, Higher pressure situations and and see what he can do without you know necessarily de- destroying his confidence. So right. I look forward to seeing more more from him.
1: Um, now, when you guys both brought up Oviedo, so just let me interject real quick. The team had initially planned on trying to keep him as a starter you know so the plan i think was to cripple through this year and then send him down to like triple a where supposedly he would be ready to take on a starter role and start getting stretched out do you think that's still the intention or do you think they've maybe shifted to more of a bullpen role i think it's
2: still the intention i think it is i think it is still in the plans um you know we're going to have to kind of see how how everything plays out but i think they will definitely toy with the idea and, and maybe give him a few, few starts, um, you know, down there in AAA and, and, and see how he feels and, and, and see how he looks and and kind of go from there. But, uh, I'm all for, you know, giving him a, a starting job and, and, and if it, you know, Hey, there's nothing wrong with being a relief pitcher. So if, if that's where he's best yeah, right. suited, then, then, then I'm, I'm all for that too. So. Yeah. His
1: velocity would certainly play out of the bullpen yeah so so i mean we've talked about a lot of pitching let's let's talk a little bit about position players because i think the most obvious choice is really to hayes it's it's uh Mm -hmm. you know he hasn't really gotten his full rookie season but i think he's gotten enough that um it was almost like he got called up after super two you know so you could say like you know timing wise it's a pretty typical rookie year right Mm -hmm. um I think you know he's shown some rookie warts. I think running the bases a little bit. Now the one thing I do love about Hayes is he will work on something when when it when it is not what he wants it to be. Um you don't get that good at playing a position unless you work on every facet of it until you master it. Um somebody timed his ball transfer as the fastest in the league from glove to hand. And again, just like Sid deciding he wants to be the best at faceoffs, you know, Cabrian Hayes wants to be the the best at getting the ball into his hand as fast as possible, (laughs) you know, and he works on it until he, until he gets there. So I look for some improvement from him, even just his general fundamentals on the base pass. And I look for him to get back to pulling the ball a little bit more next year, Mm -hmm. kind of get recapture some of that power. That's something I think we can all, kind of look for and almost expect. I think we really should expect him to take a little bit of a step next year. Brian Reynolds, I don't know if you can expect him to improve. I mean, I'll mean, i be honest. Right now, I'll be honest that we came into this year praying he would recapture 2019. Mm-hmm. And he just went ahead and blew it out of the water. So, you know, I don't even know if I want to try to hazard a guess and, li- and put limitations on the guy if he wants to hit 30 home runs, I have a feeling he could,
0: you know, he, 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 look, we all know on the surface how good Brian Reynolds has been, but when you really start diving into the numbers and looking at things, he has been outstanding. I mean, it, 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 it kind of shocks you even as we sit here and we all know how good he's been, but um, man, uh, listen, I'll, I'll take anything close to this the rest of his time in Pittsburgh, however long that may be. Yeah, um, because to top this, that's going to be tough. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. I mean, this is well,
2: and, and, Bobby Bell, Andy Man's slight numbers. Yeah, and you know, and and Brian's done it without much protection behind him in the lineup. I mean. You if, know, any. Been in and out, if, if any yeah so I mean, jacob stalling's you, batting
1: behind him more than anybody this year almost that's wow. crazy
2: and, and and i mean that's mind-boggling but yeah i mean so tip your captain brian reynolds he's he's really showed up this year and 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 looks incredible i think another guy you know who's who's got a taste of, of major league uh play this year rodolfo castro i mean yeah. he's really really impressed me. So, you know, let's uh you know, he he probably will spend some time in AAA next year and 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 continue to work and develop, but you can't uh, can't ignore the experience that he's got from from being up here and and uh you know, getting a feel, getting a taste of what it is to to play yeah. major league baseball at such a young age.
1: That's a good call. castro is a good call there.
0: And, and what uh, what what leadership ability Hayes showed at taking the heat off Castro for his sack fly mishap? Yeah. And then doing yes. it so he could say, I'll take some of that heat now. Um, you know, I don't want you, you know, yeah. to deal with that all by yourself. So just uh yeah, of course I'm kidding,
1: but Well, I mean, he's also backing his prediction early in the season that Hayes would step up and be the leader, but let's just move on. <laughs> to, yeah. No, it's it, you know I think I think those two guys it's kind of not it's almost not fair to mention them because yeah, I think as long as their bodies allow it, I think they're just going to improve um, year over year yeah. and it's because of the way they are and the way they work. The only other guy I have, I don't know if anybody's gonna like it. It's Kevin Newman.
0: Oh my yep. God I'm all right I'm, now I'm just here so I don't get fined yeah, so yeah I like
1: I like Kevin Newman. <laughs> I think uh, I think he has uh, turned the bat around. If he finishes the year out uh, strong like he's hitting right now, I think he'll probably be up around 240. It's about as high as I, as I see him being able to get back to. But, you know, he's raised his batting average full 20 points in the last month. And uh, the glove has played all year. Um, unless Marcano really, really steps up. I don't know how Kevin Newman isn't the starting shortstop next year going into um, the season at least. And uh,
0: I think he is regardless, however he finishes. It's just simply because of options at this point, you know, but yeah. Well, if Marcano was
1: a little bit slicker at at short, I think you could make an argument that the glove would play enough that the bat would make up for it. I don't, think, I don't think the glove plays anywhere near good enough to, to play shortstop right yet. And I definitely don't think O'Neal Cruz will. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'd be surprised if Tucker doesn't have his bag packed right now. So I, I just think it's got to be Kevin Newman going in the next year and, you know, chips fall where they may. It's not exactly a bad thing if he turns it around and, and reaches his first-round potential. Right. You know, um, that would be good. I know there's a lot of people that want to pretend everybody that Neil Huntington drafted is a piece of trash, but it is possible that they really weren't developed very well, and some of them were just too far gone by the time uh, new eyes got on them.
2: Really yeah, right. Well, you know, and, and we give we give credit to to Hayes, uh, you know, for for wanting to be the best and and, and working really hard. I think we can kind of maybe start to say that a little bit about Kevin Newman. I mean, his, uh, his, uh, plays on defenses this, this week, you know, is, uh, uh, leaping and throwing and, and, uh, very, uh, uh Timmy Anderson esque and, and, uh, it, you know, we, we hadn't really seen that before. So maybe, uh, maybe, uh, Joey Cora getting in his face a few weeks ago and, and, uh, uh, for his uh, misplay, miscover at at second base, maybe uh, was a little bit of a wake up call. And and if yeah, if he uh, continues playing solid defense and that bat sticks around, yeah, absolutely. Why not have him start second that shortstop next year?
1: I will say this too. Um, there, there's a an old scout told me once that out of all the tools, there's a couple of them that you just can't grow, right? One of them in the in the field was range. He said, "There's no way you can increase your range. Your range is what it is because it's based on your first step and you know and your overall speed and, and, and athleticism." And Kevin Newman's range was rated very poorly coming into this year, and he is rated right now as one of the top in the league. I don't know now. You have to attribute that to. Um, work ethic but that's also coaching I mean somebody was working with him on first step and he definitely has taken a step forward on defense to the point where um, you don't hear anybody suggest that he should go to second base anymore now part of that's because they don't want him to play period but you don't hear it anymore because you know now he's a short stopper he's not you know and um, that's good kudos to him for real so
0: the, the only other thing I'll say about Kevin Newman Look, I'm fairly uh, uh, transparent when it comes to Kevin Newman um, I, 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 I don't see it long term um, But, you know, so I, 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 I want to bring it back down to this too Which is, he, he, was, he was so bad And um, it would have been very hard offensively for him to go the whole year without a, a stretch of some decent baseball as far as hitting the baseball. Um, the bar the bar was really low this season. I mean, the, the, you get 500 plate appearances, 600 plate appearances. Hopefully, there's a month in there where you hit the baseball a little bit. That's what he's done, and I'll give him credit for that. And he's an exceptionally hard worker, and he hustles his rear end off I, and all that. Um, I'm just not going to get super excited over the last month offensively we'll see how he finishes out the year i think he's going to be back next year based on the fact that there's not a lot of options and you know what if he if he turns around and becomes a 260 270 hitter gets his on base percentage up a little bit still fields the way he does i, I i'll i'd love to be wrong because that is that means the pirates are doing better and they've got that position you know um shored up but we'll see
1: I mean, before we take a break, I feel like I have to shove up your can that he got six months of good baseball in and five months of bad. That's not a tragedy, you know. I, I think a lot of people forget that 2019 happened because everybody told them the analytics said it didn't. Well, it did. He he put up an over 300 season. He was in the fight for Rookie of the Year in 2019. So. I think 2020, two months, blew everything out of the water for everyone. Like He was going to stink because of that. Spring, he reignited expectations that he was going to hit 600, came out this season stunk. You know, it. he hasn't done himself favors because he hasn't been consistent. Right. Actually, that's not even true. He has been consistent. He's had a consistent stretch. Good, bad. Good, bad. Back to good. He doesn't have like a week here and a week there. He has months here and months there. and That is rough to handle when you're trying to build a lineup daily. So I will say long-term Jim, that's something that has to change or he cannot be, you know, your long-term answer at shortstop. Yeah.
0: Like, you know, um, a a lot of times I'll be honest, when I sit and I I, uh, watch players, a lot of it just comes from just the repeated watching of them, seeing what I like, seeing what I don't, um, the, God forbid, using this term because it's it's such a bad thing to say, the eye test, right? Well, you know what? Sometimes in baseball, I like my eye test. I trust my eyes. Yeah. We'll see how it turns out long term. I will love to be wrong. I've
1: I've pulled our audience and most of them are over 50. So people love the eye test, Jim.
0: Well, great. Then I'm in. I'm in. I'm ahead of my time. I'm ahead of my age.
1: Somehow the people that love the eye test are the number one proponents of the electronic strike zone though. (laughs) Oh boy. They don't like the eye test there too much. There goes my argument. Yeah. They want analytics there, but, but, you know, aside from that, I I figure uh that's probably the the main targets for improvement, I would think next year. Uh Brew I think you can look for him to oh yeah man- manage his I innings a little that. better. Mm-hmm. Um I love the Bryce Wilson call earlier from you, Jim. That's yeah, he's a guy who's never gotten a consistent opportunity. And um, you know, on that note, I kind of didn't like the pirates sending him down for a minute, like to the IL, but um I get why they did it. And I do understand that, that that was a lot of innings for him. Um, but I would like to see next year kind of no fiddling around with him. I, I think he could be a good stud in the middle of this uh, rotation. I don't care what, which slot you put him in. I like him there. I think if, if he and Brault alone are healthy next year, they've, they've got two pretty good solid pitchers. Brubaker keeps coming along. Again, I think that's pretty good. Uh, I think Chad Cole, if they hold on to him, I look for big improvement from him if they put him in the bullpen. I really do. I think he could be lights out in, in the back end of that bullpen. I really do. I would, I would love to see them continue to explore that with him this year, not even mess with putting him back in the rotation. Just keep building on that and see um, how he handles it because his velocity really plays in those short spurts. It's, it's yeah. nice to see. And you don't have to
0: necessarily worry about a pitch count in that regard or how many, you know, how many pitches he's right. tallying. Um, and maybe that's something from the coaching staff I'd like to see next year since we're talking about improvement is a way to maybe try to get these guys pitch counts down a little bit. We've got we've got Crow that's got that issue. Um, cool has that problem from time to time more often than not. You know, these are things, getting guys more efficient, maybe working a little quicker and not getting up into the point where you're sitting at 82 pitches in four and a third innings. Um, that's right. part of the development process too, so I'm hoping maybe we see that.
1: Yeah, but I think it's foolish to just look at the roster and see it coming back and kind of think, oh, it's going to be the same record next year. That I think that's what I'm trying to get across is, is there's enough candidates there for improvement, and we're not talking about, like, scrubs turning into all-stars we're talking about guys that that have a little bit of a track record not much and they've shown that they have a little bit of room for improvement that's and that's what i think that that we can look for next year early on the second half is going to be all about prospects starting to make make their appearances i think and and i think uh that that's why i kept saying 2022 is when we start to have a little more fun because i think we're starting to really see the future start to pop its way up next year which is gonna be exciting for everybody. So let's go ahead and take a break. And when we come back, we are gonna talk about some pirates conspiracy theories.
0: Ooh.
1: Right, everybody we're back and you know I thought because we had so much fun reading comments a couple weeks ago I thought maybe I would break them into a category so this week I figured I would pull some people's wild conspiracy theories about what's going on with the baseball team and baseball in general and I thought we could have some fun kind of reading them and talking about where they're coming from, seeing if we can make sense of it, because sometimes there is a nugget of truth in the most insane writings that people have out there. And We should start with this one. Nutting is forcing the team to play Polanco because he's paying him. If Ben is truly running this team as the GM, then Polanco should be DFA immediately after this game. If Polanco remains on this roster the rest of the season, then we know it's all about Nutting's wallet and that Ben is just another nut job puppet.
0: (laughs) Nut job puppet. I like that. I might use that as a a fantasy football team name or something like that. I like it.
1: I like it. I mean, but I don't understand how how people think money plays in because they're going to pay him one way or another. Right, I mean, right. Like, and I don't think that they're getting anything out of him necessarily that would mean he's going to earn his contract. At this point, he—if he hit 400 the rest of the season—I'm not sure he'd earn his contract. Exactly. I. It just seems so off base to to blame Bob Nutting for that. You know, if anything. You want him to be signing contracts like this, and they're gonna swing a miss on some of them. Sure. You know, so I mean, I don't know that I'd be getting on his uh on his case because he signed somebody to an extension that didn't work out. That's kind of the the idea, right? I mean, you're gonna sign people to extensions, sometimes they're gonna work, sometimes they're not. This exactly. one didn't but just now well, sign them, yeah, that's a that's a
2: big step.
0: Wait a minute. I thought Polanka had been released. Am I not clear on all that or should I
1: Wait. <laughs> Look at you. Brian, <laughs> do you wrap does your wife wrap all the Christmas presents and then you come down and loosen the bows cuz we tied this up?
0: <laughs> I can sometimes sometimes I just can't help myself. I'm sorry. Ben comes downstairs.
1: Uh, he's like, "Santa started opening everything."
0: I'm the I'm like the Grinch. So, no, but uh yeah, that's an interesting um and what a what a what an ultimatum he gave to the whole franchise about how it's all sham just because of that one aspect. Um, mm-hmm. Like you said, he's getting paid. I mean, I don't like seeing him out there either. But yeah, that's not- the thing.
1: It's not like I want to fight with the guy because I kind of want the same thing you do. I just mm-hmm. can't get to where you're going with this. You know, idea, and not, and you shouldn't be surprised. Most of these conspiracy theories are surrounded by nutting. So, I mean, just prepare for that.
0: Well, let's hear something else because I'm, I'm ready. I love this.
1: All right, here's. Let's go right back to the owner. Then the owner doesn't want a cap because he's making money hand over fist. Now I know, Jim. You probably believe this (laughs) a little bit, right?
0: that's why that's why i deferred to graves i want to hear i want to hear a sane response before i go into it (laughs) i love how you didn't look to me for that
2: he he knew who to come to well you have
0: Um, a you have a tinfoil cap on right now so i i you know it's hard to take you seriously
1: uh, you can get away with that for a couple more weeks here
2: (laughs) i think you know i think people just love to to Anytime anything goes wrong, it's all Bob Nutting's fault. And I, I would really like people to get past that. You know? Um it it's not beneficial to any to anybody, anything. And, and it, it gets kind of I get kind of tired of it if if I'm quite honest, you know. There's he has flaws just like everybody else. And 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 maybe, you know, we wish he would do things a little bit different, but by golly, it's a... Uh, you know, just every every excuse is 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 about Bob Nutting and what a terrible owner he is, and and it's uh yeah I'm I'm just kind of done with it because I don't I, I'm I, bored of I don't
1: it. think I'm bored of I'm it bored. because because the subject itself just it gets forced into things where it doesn't apply yeah if he doesn't spend enough money I totally am on board with that he's making money. I'm totally on board with that. Not wanting a cap because of it is insanity to even think is, is right. is possibly true. He's in a position where he would absolutely make more money, more money doing it. Yeah. So I, I just do not understand trying to force that into the conversation, thinking that um, he's just getting some golden egg every year from, from revenue sharing and sitting on it. I, I just don't see that. I also don't think a lot of people realize that the money that goes out is a whole lot more than that payroll number you look at. That luxury tax number, you, you, no matter how many times you tweet me the luxury tax number at, next to the payroll, I, every time I can tell you every level of, of Major League Baseball, AAA, AA, both single As, the DSLs, the Gulf Coast Leagues, all that costs money. And they all go into that. And every team does that. It's, it's, it's not something that, that the books are open and I can sit here and, and I can tell you chapter and verse like I'm H&R block for Bob Nutting, but I, I, the cap would make him more money. It's just a silly premise. It really is. You have to almost separate yourself from your own irritation with Bob Nutting for a second to look at that and realize it's crazy. Jim, yeah, go ahead, because I, mean, I know you you have problems with nutting, and I do as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, let, let's just get it out there. I mean, first and foremost, he's not, he's not a great owner. He hasn't spent what he could have uh, at times. And um, that's really like, if someone wants to bring up the Bob Nutting thing, I'm fine. Just have somewhat of a sensible argument about it. Um or add something new to the conversation. My whole thing with Bob Nutting and the Pirates and claiming that the system is so, you know, disadvantaged and there's, you know, they're doing the best they can. You know, I struggle with that a little bit. I don't think that they have done everything that they can to win over the years at times. Mm-hmm. And so to be out there at the forefront using that crutch, when you haven't always been, willing to fully see it through to whatever respectable level that needs to be. Then I have a hard time with you using that crutch. I think as a game, it's absolutely big picture, major league baseball. Yes. Do I think they've used it to their advantage from the public, you know, PR point of things at times? Absolutely. Um, But when you get into these things and, and someone just flat out stating that, he doesn't want it to change because he can't make, you know, he's already making all the money. Listen, look at the NFL. These teams are swimming in it because of the the labor deal that's in place and the cap and the floor and the structure that's in place. And um, so don't list. That's just flat out inaccurate. If you want to talk about him not being a good owner and give me some good facts behind it and reasoning, but that's just not, that's just not, an avenue that I would I take seriously
1: yeah it's it sucks when you get put in a position where you almost want to argue with somebody you agree with and I, I hate that but I I mean right. it reminds me of a story from my first marriage and I, I you know you know it's going to be a good story if I take if I say <laughs> first marriage but I went and bought a car and I got a really bad deal on it and I signed all the papers and, and I had the car every car we bought for the rest of our marriage, that car came up, as though I was going to make that same mistake again every single time. The whole time that I was paying on that car, it didn't need to come up because it was already done, right? I had to pay for it now, but it still came up all the time. That's what I feel Pirates fans are in right now, a bad relationship with somebody they really want to break ties with but can't, okay? And it just is going to constantly come up. And and no matter what he does, it's always going to come back to him. So let's go ahead and throw another one out about Bob. We might as well stay on the roll, right? Well, can I at least ask,
0: can I at least, look, our, our listeners want to know, this is the retired journalist in me, what kind of car was it? Come on, you cannot, you cannot not tell
1: us that Chevy Corsica. (laughs)
0: Corsica.
1: I'm very old, (laughs) so I'm sorry I asked. It's it's pathetic. You were hoping I was going to say like BMW or something, but but I was thinking,
0: I was thinking like Trans Am, Burt Reynolds style, but Trans Am,
1: Trans Am,
0: Chevy Corsica. Okay.
1: No, I got out of that scene in high school, son. All right, so the pirates knew Glassnow and Meadows would be good and traded them to avoid paying arbitration. Wow! Just got this one yesterday. I mean, I that's mean, that's not just a comment. That's um, wow. That's boldface stupidity. I don't know how you put that any other way.
0: <laughs> as if, as if the arbitration is. Going to just bankrupt the Pirates to the point where I mean, we're not talking Fernando Tatis' uh, ten-year deal here,
1: right?
0: Um, you know, it's 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 arbitration. I don't want to undersell that, but these were young guys that would have been an arbitration too. So like those have been the type of guys you'd want, you'd beg to keep around at that right.
1: point. And I think uh, we forget what like. We, most of us were pretty happy to see Glassnell leave. I mean legitimately I, I know there's a, a conga line of people out there claiming that they never thought he should have been traded. I, I know that I also but at the time. I also remember Twitter when he was pitching and it was yeah every kind of like bit what we every bit what we see for Mitch Keller by the way. So yeah it's it's not as though I, I, I'm ignorant to the fact that people have changed their positions.
0: Okay, it's a, no. it's amazing that the same people uh, you could go back, they um, hated Glass now leaving, um, or loved Glass now leaving and hated Archer coming. Um, you would probably be able to put those two things together quite easily on Twitter if you went back and looked through it. Which is which is an amazing uh, phenomenon if you think about it.
1: Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. When it mm-hmm. happened, when it happened, I was. Uh, really excited to see them trying to do something. It really was. I was most upset about Meadows until um, I found out that Boz was included because I thought we just got this guy, (laughs) you know, but you know, it, it is what it is. I thought they were trying at the time. Um, I wasn't as into it as I was today. You know, I may not even have felt the same way today if I saw it, but back then I, I was happy about it. So. I think
0: I think we all got caught up in it a little bit, right? They were trying to do something. They were, yeah. You know, I think that's you got to. It's okay. It's okay to say that that got everyone's juices flowing a little bit, um, but yeah. So everyone's very uh, hesitant to admit when they're wrong.
1: All right, and here's the last one I got today. The team stinking is an effort by Bob Nutting to move the team somewhere else.
2: Yeah that one always always gets me you know he's not he's not moving the
1: team um well he wouldn't let him if he wanted to
2: yeah i mean Pittsburgh is a great sports town um and uh you know if 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 bob dunning decided to well like you said the it's, it's not gonna happen so i'm not gonna even even go there but uh you know that that notion that uh yeah it's uh that he's going to be moving the team and and uh good for pittsburgh and and you know great get out of here i mean it's just it's just crazy talk
1: right i mean jim you remember when when the the league forced through the sale to an underfunded group led by kevin McClatchy to keep them here i mean like, major league baseball has no desire to move one of their two oldest franchises
0: out yeah as as um ridiculous as baseball can be at times they at least have a sense of um things that they don't want on their resume and that would be one of them you know but i'm so glad in general that you brought this topic up because it goes back to this whole tanking thing that you know, you, you, we see on social media all the time right now, right. The, t- the tanking right. aspect, and this is all part of the plan. And well, listen, players, <laughs> they're trying to, they're trying to stick in the major leagues. Yeah. Right. They're trying to, they're trying to establish yeah. themselves. They want to do good. This is their livelihood. This is their lives. They don't care about tanking that they're trying to make ball clubs and rosters and, and stick You know, so this this idea that somehow they go in a meeting um, with this big like in the Doctor Evil Lair with a big world map behind them, (laughs) and you know that that they're on board with this. Players need to win. Coaches need to win. These guys, this is their job. They don't care about that stuff. So the whole thing is just built on a house of cards from the very beginning. Even if Bob Nutting wanted to do that and i'm sure he's not complaining right now about a low payroll and a high draft pick so let's just say that but even if he wanted to do that no one is going to get on board with that because then it's career suicide for the players or the coaches it's it just from the very beginning if you really just stop and think it through it makes no sense
1: like if i'd say like okay you got like 5 games left in the season and you're a game back of getting the number 1 overall pick Maybe you might see somebody go, you know, Brian, I think your back's hurting a little bit. (laughs) You know, uh, Greg, I want you to start at shortstop. What do you say? You know what I mean? Like you might see something funky, like with a couple games left and you're right there. But 10 games up on somebody like Baltimore, you're, you're not trying to do anything. Yeah. You're going to land in the top five somewhere. Let the chips fall where they may and you'll be okay. You know, they didn't go into 2020 thinking they were going to get the the worst record in baseball. It just happened. And um, good. I'm glad it happened. Honestly, if you're going to lose, you might as well lose. Right. But it's uh, to me, I mean, the, how... the premise is crazy.
0: Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> tell me how the process, I would ask this, that, that, the last one you brought up uh, concerning the tanking so they can move the team. Tell me how you sell that to a Ben Gamble who is, 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 you know, tell me how that conversation goes and how does he benefit from it?
1: It doesn't, but you have to first, if you believe this, you have to first believe that these players that were brought in here were brought in here to be bad players. So in other words, the tank started with building the team. So you intentionally, you're not telling these guys not to go try, but you're intentionally putting guys that even if they give you top flight performances, it's not going to be good enough. It ignores the fact they're in a rebuild. It it takes into account none of that. It's just these guys were assembled in order to suck. And this premise in particular takes into account, not only that, but them anticipating and hoping for terrible fan turnout of attendance so that you not unlike major league so that you can prove that you have no team support and move your team, which flies in the face of signing a long contract for TV based on ratings that you're getting that are better than most markets, believe it or not. And uh, it's just, it's a silly premise. And, and, falls flat on its face as soon as you start talking about it with any kind of thought and i I just think things like that when we just let them go and ignore them like i usually do because who wants to get into that really online but (laughs) but i feel like in a a forum like this i think we can point things like this out and just kind of put them to bed because this team's not moving like and I could have put something silly on here Like he's going to try to sell the team Or whatever He could hire an actor to be the new owner and Pretend he sold the team And still be Backing the whole thing And there would be As long as it didn't get reported by Beer Temple Everybody everybody would, would Just act like we had a new owner And they were happy Even though he was spending barely anything more Because the payroll itself Is naturally just going to start Trickling up after next year, just due to arbitration. It's not as though they even have to go out and do anything. (laughs) It'll work its way back up to 100 120. That'll be close to where they top out, unless there's a cap. And and that that's what'll happen. And hopefully he's built a good enough team. I don't expect Bob Nutting to spend money. And people that people that, that accuse me of that online all the time, oh. You just think he's going to spend – no, I don't. Don't put words in my mouth. I don't believe he's going to spend money. I'm not on board with that. I believe he, that Ben Charrington's trying to do everything he can to avoid having to ask him for any.
0: I mean, people think he's going to start spending money next year. I don't. Um, <laughs> I, don't I don't either. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't even advise him to next year. I, I, w- I was just right. going to say – I was just going to say that. Yeah. I I don't think that's a smart move. And unless, unless there's somebody out there that you can feel like, okay, this was maybe just a little sooner than we wanted to do it, but he's there. He's available. We can get him at this, at this price. I don't think that's even going to happen. So yeah. um, That's the thing. I think anytime it's tough for people that talk about the pirates, if you don't, if you don't just sit there and hammer the negative, then you, it's just some assumptions are made, right? That yep. you, you're Absolutely. a nutting fanboy. And um, we already know. We already know what Bob Nutting is. Um, we're kind of past that, and we're trying to talk about the things that um, are under team control and seeing if they can make it work. Yeah, it's a lottery ticket.
1: I just don't know there's how people no,
0: don't get bored. There's nobody denying that. There shouldn't be.
1: You know, like, I love uh, – i love the wire it's a great show on hbo okay i watch it once a year i specifically only watch it once a year because if i watched it more than that i think i'd get bored of it right (laughs) people don't get bored of saying the same things about the. i the one i read where the team is is stinking in an effort to move the team somewhere else there's one person that writes that and copies and pastes it under every article that I write. Every single one of them, every single day, no matter what time I post it. It's almost like it's a bot, (laughs) but that's how much that person wants that message to make sure he gets it out.
0: I'm going to start, I'm going to start doing that to troll you. I'm going to find something else (laughs) and just just start putting it under everything. I'm going to mail it to your house, Gary, and I don't even know your address, but I'll find, it.
1: I'm, you You'll know, find I'm, it. I'm sure you will. And I hope that you find my dad instead since I'm a junior. So. <laughs> but anyways, guys, hey, it's been a great talk. I really had a good time today going over everything with the Buccos. Um, let's just leave everybody with how to get a hold of you. Jim, let's start with you. Jim Stam, 22 on Twitter, talking all kinds of sports especially with the Steelers ramping up and everything.
0: Yeah, it's, um, that's always exciting. Um, but yeah, I'll talk any, any type of sports Pittsburgh all the time, Steelers, Pirates, Pitt, Penguins, give me a follow. I'll follow back. And sometimes you might not like what I have to say, but I'm trying to give it to you honestly. So, um, it was as always guys, fun time.
1: Yeah. I mean, and that goes for the heir apparent Mason Mason, uh, He's definitely some, the guy. Right?
0: Without a doubt, right? <laughs> yeah.
1: And, uh, <laughs> and, and Graves, everybody can find you online at KG underscore 55VFTG.
2: That's right. I'm Voice from the Graves. Give me a follow. I love to talk baseball, Pirates baseball, and uh, let's go Bucks.
1: Yes, and she's a stickler for the roles. So if you do have a question about um, what type of waiver somebody is on, I would honest to God recommend looking up her, an amateur, as opposed to Rob Beerton. Everybody have a wonderful day. Let's go, (laughs) Bucks.